0: I've been doing a lot of thinking, and the thing is, I love you. What? I love you. How do you expect me to respond to this?
1: How about you love me, too? How about I'm leaving? Doesn't what I said mean anything to you? I'm sorry, Harry. I know it's New Year's Eve. I know you're feeling lonely, but you just can't show up here, tell me you love me, and expect that to make everything all right. It doesn't work this way. Well, how does it work?
2: way how about this way i love that you get cold when it's
3: 71 degrees out i love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich i love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like i'm nuts i love that after i spend a day with you i can still smell your perfume on my clothes and i love that you are the last person i want to talk to before
1: i go to sleep at night and it's not because i'm lonely and it's not because it's new year's eve I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Happy New Year's, everybody. This is New Year's Day weekend, New Year's Eve on Saturday, New Year's Day on Sunday. And uh, apparently we get Monday, most everybody that has normal jobs gets Monday off uh, so they can uh, get over the hangover that they had on Sunday. I'm not really sure what the logic is there, but whatever the case, everybody gets an extra extra day this weekend. So uh, hey, it's gonna—it's about to be 2023. We're happy to be done with 2022. So, uh, uh, congratulations, everybody. We survived it. So I opened up with that clip from when Harry met Sally about uh, New Year's Eve, and uh, then that—that that song was New Year's Day from uh, U2. From uh, I'm gonna guess 1983. 83. I would have said 79 or 80. All right, 1983. All right. Welcome, welcome to U2's world. So we do that every year because it's a it's a great New Year's New Year's Eve song, New Year's Day song, and it's uh and it makes Brooke, my uh, production assistant, happy because she's a she's a U2 uh, fanatic. Uh, so just like people say about me and the Beatles and Sticks and the Eagles. So anyway, all good. So uh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna do our uh, we're gonna do a a fun show this this year as we always do on the last show of the of the. Uh, of the, uh, year. And, uh, I've got my, uh, my sidekick, Scott McAfee, proprietor of, of, uh, Don's bikes in Rialto and Redlands here to, uh, help me, uh, make it more, more fun. Scott, welcome to the show. Ed, thanks for having me. All right. Uh, but before we go any further, let me just introduce myself for those who don't know me. If you're, this is the first time you're listening to the main event. This is my last show of my 15th year. So this puts me uh, 15 years complete with this show. Wow. So my name's so hey, you know what? Welcome to it. <clears throat> I guess I'm it's getting easier at this point. Uh, no, it's not. It's still still just a still just as hard to put these things together. I have to uh, I have to call Brooke and say, "Hey Brooke, put this together." And she does it. Well, so I guess it is getting easier cuz I used to do it myself way back in the day. So, uh, but for those, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Ed Hoffman. I'm with uh, United American Mortgage. If you're, uh, if you're ready to get involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and they're starting to come up. If you haven't read my book, we're now in a, we're now in a, we're now coming out of a seller's market two and we're transitioning into a buyer's market one right now. So, uh, for those of you that, uh, are interested in investing in real estate, those of you that are looking to buy a house, looking, uh, to leverage some of your, leverage some of your equity. Um, this would be a good time to read that book. Uh, experience matters. Here's mine. Get it on edhoffman.net or everywhere you buy books and, uh, audio books on uh, Apple books and, uh, audible. And, uh, and, uh, you know, if you need some help with financing, call me toll free. No, it's not toll free. Uh, till next week. Uh, 951-252-2027. Call my team, 951-252-2027. If you want to get in touch with me, but you don't want to talk on the phone, uh, go to edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N. Surprisingly how some people uh, think there's two Ds in Ed. Um, and uh, go and click on the United American Mortgage logo, and then you can do the cyber thing, open up, put in your little uh, your little account. Do all the contact information. Tell me how much information you want back. Give me as much information as you want to give me. And you'll hear back from myself or one of my talented teammates. I'll help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. And all that yada, yada, yadi. If you want to hear any part of the show repeated, stay on edhoffman.net. Click on the podcast page. You can, you can hear this show as well as several, several gazillions of years worth of uh, past shows that I'm surprised is uh, fits on that website and uh, you can listen to it on demand you can also get the podcast on soundcloud or itunes itunes slash apple podcast depending on uh, how long you've had an iphone and what you call it um and you can subscribe for free and have it uh have it automatically download on friday afternoons i record friday mornings uploads friday afternoon and then uh, it'll download to your device uh sometime friday afternoon shortly thereafter and you can listen to it anyway anytime you want um so anyway
2: Let's get on to uh let's get on to the uh top 10 morons. You it's, know uh, I do want to say this is of course it's no secret this is my favorite show of the year because look let's face it there are so many morons that you know that announced themselves to the world in 2022 it's almost hard to to narrow down to 10. I know that's uh we ha- we had
1: we had one list we altered it a little bit and then there's still there's still a few people that we couldn't fit on cuz Oh yeah. <clears throat> we could have the top 25. I think we could do the top 100, actually. Exactly. That is that is a fact. And the top 100 might be hard, but yeah, we could pull we could pull 25 out of them easily. But we only have an hour, so so let's start with number 10, Brittany Griner, WNBA player. Brittany Griner was released into U.S. custody on December 8th after 10 months of Russian detention for traveling with cannabis vape cartridges in her luggage course uh, I hear it was hashish and maybe she would have been a little bit smarter if she would have watched the Midnight Express movie from uh, 1978 she would have learned that you're not supposed to take uh, hashish and such other uh, drugs across uh, across uh, country uh, national borders and uh, could lead to a long time in a Turkish prison and of course she wasn't in Turkey she went into Russia so uh, but she she took some uh, some cannabis uh, cartridges for her vape and uh, was surprised when she ended up in jail. Griner has yet to retract her anti-American statements from the past, like telling an Arizona newspaper in 2020 that the national anthem should not be played at WNBA games. That's so patriotic to say we shouldn't play the national anthem at a national women's national basketball association games. Well, isn't that national basketball association that are representing the United States?
2: Yeah, it's kind of like the women's soccer team, I guess. Ed, there's a lot of that woke crap going on out there right now. Yeah, it's uh, pretty disgusting. Yep.
1: However, she's thankful that Joe Biden for to Joe Biden uh, negotiated her release. She was given back to the U.S. in exchange for giving back Russian arms dealer Victor Merchant of Death Bout. That seems like a fair seems like a fair thing. We get a we get a tall lesbian uh, uh, basketball player in exchange for a guy who's selling uh, arms to other countries to kill Americans. I don't know. It just doesn't seem doesn't seem normal to me. Meanwhile, Marine Paul Whelan continues to rot in gulag due to uh Joe Biden's claim that Putin has stricter terms for his release. And of course I hear what they want. They want our nuclear codes and they want Alaska back. So mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll make that deal. So far Brittany Griner's only public statement is a handwritten note posted on Instagram, uh which where she uh she has a bunch of uh straight lines, so somebody probably typed it for her and she She went through a few drafts trying to get it to all fit on the same page. And they said, hey, handwrite this so it looks like you wrote it and uh, tell everybody uh, how grateful you are to be back in the United States. And uh, it's all a bunch of meaningless dribble in my eyes because it didn't sound very, uh, very uh, sincere.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, Ed, look, the only reason I'm just going to say it, Ed, I'm going to say the only reason she got off was because she's a seven foot black lesbian had nothing to do with. Uh, obviously, you know uh, the the fact that we've got this, as you said, marine that's been languishing there for for years. He wasn't let out because he's the wrong. He's a, he's a white heterosexual male, so he didn't check off all the boxes. And look, Ed, I'm really annoyed because it's not even real basketball. do you, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I uh, look so so
1: if it was if it was men's basketball, if it was uh, if it was uh, who's the who's the uh, the superstar on the Lakers?
2: Are you talking about LeBron? LeBron. So if yeah. it was
1: LeBron over there and he was he was bringing uh uh, drugs in his vape it would be it wouldn't be so bad
2: no well and not look I, you know all I'm saying Ed is that if they put you and me on the court in jerseys we would smoke those yeah I can't use that word on the air uh we just would <laughs> okay. you know, I, I think even uh, even uh, can you name one WNBA team Ed uh no you can't I, no I as the is that the uh the Chargers well no <laughs> But I even, somebody asked me that Isn't question. That the Dodgers? Well, they asked me what, what team actually Brittany plays for. And I did get it right. It was the Sparks. That's the only WNBA a team I've ever heard of. So that, that, I knew that at least that much. It's funny because Trump Jr. actually uh, messaged out a picture of El Chapo in a cell. And, and he, he says, quote, El Chapo waiting for an American athlete to F up in Mexico so he can be traded too." Would that
1: be El Wapo? <laughs> Wait, is it El Wapo or El Chapo? El, El Chapo. Wa- El Wapos. El Wapos on uh, Three Amigos. Okay, Different all right, all oh, good. Okay,
2: all right. So that moves on to uh, more on number nine. That's Merrick Garland. The last time Attorney General Merrick <clears throat> Garland was asked whether illegally crossing our border was a crime, he said, "Quote, hadn't thought about it. Is that
1: is that like asking him who's buried in Grant's tomb?
2: Probably. Or what kind of animal wears a cowbell? I guess. I'm yeah, not sure. so, uh, you
1: know, is
2: is illegally crossing into the border?
1: Is that a crime?
2: <laughs> huh. Hmm. That was in February of last year. Uh, this year, instead of investigating death threats against Supreme Court justices or enforcing the law on immigration, Garland devoted the entire year to going after Americans who were at the Capitol on January 6th. On the uh, one year anniversary of the riot, in Jan- supposedly so called riot in January, he sounded pretty proud of himself while testifying.
4: In the aftermath of the attack, the Justice Department began its work on what has become one of the largest, most complex, and most resource-intensive investigations in our history. Only a small number of perpetrators were arrested in the tumult of January 6th itself. Every day since, we have worked to identify, investigate, and and apprehend defendants from across the country. So far? We have issued over 5,000 subpoenas and search warrants, seized approximately 2,000 devices, poured through over 20,000 hours of video footage, and searched through an estimated 15 terabytes of data. We have arrested and charged more than 725 defendants in nearly all 50 states and the District of Columbia. The FBI's website continues to post photos of persons in connection with the events of January 6th, and we continue to seek the public's assistance in identifying those individuals.
2: Yeah, this is Merrick Garland who ordered a raid on President Trump's home. This is Merrick Garland who put parents who speak out at school board meetings on a domestic terrorist watch list. Uh, Look, his FBI at this point is nothing more than the modern-day Gestapo, Ed. Exactly, exactly. and uh
1: hey they've they've gone after people who were at washington d c in the protest January six. Whether they went into the Capitol or not, we've had a few of them on our show, yep, um baked Alaska, uh, uh, what is the name at uh, tim g and a
2: yep, tim g and a. yep, we also in interviewed Siaka Masakoi right? yep, who's by the way, is now the uh, vice chair of the l a county g o p interestingly enough. So. And he's
1: uh, doing some stuff with the Babylon Bee as he well. Is.
2: He has. He's done a lot of successful uh, <laughs> skits with the Babylon B. By the way, Baked Alaska is being sentenced uh, next month, so let's all say a prayer for him.
1: And uh, don't forget... Uh, um,
2: oh, Brandon Bran- Strzok. Brandon Strzok. Yeah.
1: Brandon Strzok. Right. And, and he took a plea deal because he didn't. I don't think he had the money to keep fighting.
2: Well, no. I mean, they basically break your spirit. They break your bank account. And in the case of Tim, they actually told him, uh, look, you either take a plea deal... <laughs> Uh, or we're going to hit you with a felony of obstructing Congress. So he had to take the plea. But the the issue, he doesn't even know what his sentence is going to be, which is horrible. I mean, they could sentence him to years for the crime of misdemeanor, get this, misdemeanor, trespassing, and misdemeanor disorderly conduct. Uh, So, Merrick, what what about the BLM protesters? What about Antifa, who destroyed cities and burned them to the ground, looted people's businesses, and murdered people?
1: Well, what about that? Exactly. And they and they in the January six hearings, they keep bringing up that, oh, this uh, one cop died and he was uh, beaten with a with a fire extinguisher, even though they already said he he died of natural causes. He was not beaten with a fire extinguisher. And the only person that actually died was uh,
2: was Ashley Babbitt, who was killed by Capitol Police, who they didn't even make him stand trial. Yeah, that, that was the only crime from January 6th. And shame on any of the conservatives that have uh, made criminals out of these people, many of which are rotting in prison. Say a prayer for those people. There's probably a couple hundred people rotting in jail that have not had a trial. I thought one of our rights as Americans was the right to a speedy trial. What happened to that, Ed? Um, I don't know. It, uh,
1: that's reserved for Democrats.
2: Look, all I can say is I hope I live to see the day where Merrick Garland is arrested and tried for, and, and along with all the members of the FBI, by the way, they've been complicit in this, uh, this uh, fascism. I guess is the only word that comes to mind. Yep, it's uh,
1: 2022. That was yep. uh, that was number nine. Number nine. We should put him higher up on the list.
2: Probably. So should. let's
1: talk about number eight. Number yep. eight. Jill Biden, first lady, has stood by her man through every embarrassment to the country this year, but while visiting Texas in July doctor air quotes dr jill managed to have an embarrassing moment of her own raul
5: helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community as distinct as the Bogodas of the bronx as beautiful as the blossoms of miami and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in san antonio <laughs> is your strength
1: this guy raul is is uh doing (laughs) stuff with the diversity of uh of breakfast tacos in san Antonio. i wonder how how uh how unique they are in uh in san antonio because here in california they you know breakfast tacos are probably like breakfast burritos in a different shaped uh tortilla uh some eggs and some chorizo and some salsa and maybe some uh, piece of avocado and tomato and Wonder how unique they are. Maybe put some crema on that.
2: Well, uh, you know, I, well, I've never heard of a breakfast taco, nor have I ever heard of a bodega. What's a bodega? A bodega.
1: Well, it's, it's really a a bodega. Oh, bodega. Bodega, which is a word yeah. for a you know a little convenience store. Unless you live in Riverside, then La Bodega is where you go to find the, find all the uh, liquor that they don't carry at the grocery store. Mm.
2: Yeah, I just want to. Know, where did she get that doctorate degree, and Where did she become? Dr. Jill Biden. Did she get that from the University of Phoenix, like in Colton or something? Where'd she get that degree? You know what? I researched that. Yeah. What's her degree in? Is she a chiropractor? Or what is she? It's a it's an honorable
1: degree, I think. It is. No. So it's she didn't actually ed- go to school. It's a degree in education. Oh, okay. So she got a doctorate in how to how to teach preschool.
2: Hmm. <laughs> well, that that helps her uh, deal with Joe, probably.
1: Uh, exactly, and and of course the and of course the media rushed to her defense when she made this. A foolish uh, statement.
5: First Lady's team probably huddling today. Uh, You think? Because when you know Joe Biden, that's not who she is, but it didn't come out correctly.
3: I want to give her points for showing up. Because for four years, we had an administration where nobody showed up. We all, I don't know if we all have stepped in it. I know I have stepped in it. So, Dr. Jill, just, you know, hear the humor. We get it. We understood what you were trying to do. And just try not to do
1: it again yeah amazing amazing so uh, uh i wonder what that one person's saying uh hey for four years we had a uh administration that didn't show up
2: well i don't think what joe biden show up showed for? up either you know
1: <laughs> what did they what did they show up for what did what didn't trump administration show up for they dealt with every every issue that was at hand but for four years they didn't show up uh has biden been to the border yet no as uh the borders are been to the border yet? no, that hasn't happened. where What is she talking about?
2: No, no she's one of the most disliked first ladies in history. I can tell you that. Uh, I was in Barnes and Noble recently, and of course, there's still a bunch of Michelle Obama books all over the place. I think they're on sale now. but now Jill Biden's got her own books out. I'm thinking really we We never saw a book of the first lady, you know under under Trump. We never saw that, did we? never saw any trumps the fit. most the most beautiful,
1: glamorous first lady in history who's really, even though she talks like she doesn't speak English very good, she's very educated. She speaks like six different languages. They didn't put her on the front of People magazine or on the front of Glamour or Vogue or any of the the places where they put Michelle Obama. Oh, and don't forget, Michelle Obama's arms. Oh, those are awesome. You know what? They didn't do anything because they disliked Trump so much.
2: No, you're right. Not a single magazine cover, Ed. All right. Well, that brings us to moron number seven, and that's Corrine Jean-Pierre. Biden's second White House press secretary has only been on her job since May, but she's done enough covering for Joe's screw-ups to fill in an entire year. Uh, From acting like he knew what he was doing when he asked where a deceased member of Congress was, to pretending the border isn't open, to claiming the ball wasn't dropped on the baby formula shortage, to spinning gas prices and record high inflation, here's Corrine Jean-Pierre. I want to thank all of you here for representative Jackie are you here where's Jackie?
3: What happened in the hunger event today the president appeared to look around the room uh for an audience member a member of congress who passed away last month he seemed to indicate she might be in the room what, so,
0: what so the president w- was uh was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work
2: somebody unvaccinated comes over on a plane you say that's not okay Somebody walks into Texas or Arizona unvaccinated. They're allowed to stay.
0: That, Why? But that's not how it works. Yeah. Like we actually know.
2: No. I know that that's not what you guys want to happen, but that is what what is happening. But
0: that's not. It's not like somebody walks over and <laughs> that's not. That's, that's not exactly
1: how. Exactly
2: what's happening.
0: Uh, the president told my colleague on Friday when he asked if the administration should have acted sooner on baby formula shortage. If we'd been better mind readers, I guess we could have. Uh, this doesn't seem like a situation that would have required mind reading. So the president understands he gets this. He gets how stressful it is for parents uh, trying to feed their children.
1: So he gets back with no commitment and the price of oil per barrel shot up? Is that what the president wanted, to go so there and have the
0: price so of oil more expensive? But again, we have seen gas prices go down in in the past 34 straight days. I'll uh, go down dollars
2: a gallon higher than when you guys took office though?
0: For First of all, we have to look at the impact of how we got there, right? You think about, so there are outside factors that has led to gas prices going up, to uh, food food prices going up, to inflation uh, going up. So that is really important. What president is going to continue to do the work to make sure the prices go down. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna continue, Peter.
2: There are outside factors that has led. (laughs) Well, look, this is obviously the dumbest press secretary ever, and this should be a lesson. Don't hire people based on race and sexual orientation, or you'll get one of these train wrecks. Uh, by the way, I always like how she looks at her notes. You ever notice that?
1: Yeah, she's the uh, she's the uh, the the national press reader.
2: Well, yeah, but she's looking at her notes like to try and find the answers to their questions. Of course, there's no answers to the questions in her notes, but she likes to flip through the notes like, "Hang on, hang on, there's an answer here somewhere." But the answer never never comes, Ed.
1: Yep, that's uh, all she does is read her notes. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me find out what the notes on this one are, and then I'll just read read the statement. She has she has no ability, you know. Think about Kaylee McEnany. Think about Sarah Huckabee Sanders when, and think about who was the other one, uh, Ari Fleischer. Oh, and that, that was for uh, Bush, and then there was uh, Sean Spicer.
2: Sean Spicer, right? <clears throat> that
1: was uh, that was Trump's. You know, these guys, these these people, guys and girls. You know, they they listened to the reporters and they and they reacted just like when Trump would say, "Hey, Mr. President, what are you doing about this?" And he would just stop and answer it because he didn't need he didn't need a teleprompter, he didn't need notes to tell him tell him which uh, which uh, hand to put up. He didn't need, and he just answered the questions because he was involved. And now we have now we have the most diverse cabinet in history, and uh, it's got lots of uh, uh, different color people and different sexual orientations. They have some trannies in there. Uh, and I'm not talking about uh, the thing that bolts behind your engine and in, uh, in front of your differential in your car. Um, they got they got all this people. They don't have any competence. You know, hey, there's there's a very small group of people that are that are calling the shots in our country. I just assume it be the most competent people in the country.
2: Well, it's definitely not happening now. And, you know, it's funny, too, because it's almost like when I look at her, it's like they just grab somebody off the street and put her behind the podium and said, Well, just figure it out when you're up there, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's hey, it's your turn. We need a curly-haired person who looks like a mushroom that doesn't like men and is uh and is a uh, not white.
2: Right. I hey, thought Jen Saki was bad, but
1: uh, she takes the KK. Exactly. Hey, we're all out of time for the first half of the main event. Stay tuned for five minutes of weather traffic commercials and sports, and we will be back with uh numbers uh six through one. Yep. to the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. I don't talk a lot about real estate and finance on the radio because I could go on and on and my show is only an hour long. Uh, but if you are uh, thinking that you'd like to find out if you're in the market or if you should do something different or if you want to get ready for uh, the uh, the buyer's market one that we're about to slip into, uh, you want to find out about financing, call me at 951-252-2027, 951 951- 252-2027 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo and uh, I'll help you uh, sort things out and tell you what's uh, what's the best thing to do that's in uh, your best interest, not in mine. And for those of you that are just joining us, if you didn't if you missed part one, go back and listen to it on uh, edhoffman.net or on uh, the podcast. Um, but we're doing, uh, I got in, in the studio with me today, uh, Scott McAfee and we're doing the top Ten morons of 2022, and uh, you missed uh, ten, nine, eight, and se- ten, nine, eight, and seven, and now we start with number six. Scott, you want to say anything for the? For the beginning of the second half,
2: oh, not much yet. Other than it's just too much fun. It's too much fun. That's why
1: we do this on the last, uh, so we don't have to think. Yep. And uh, and and again, once again, I'm saying, hey, this is the last half of the last show of 15 years on the radio. So, uh, hey, thanks for listening and uh, and uh, and and continuing to listen. And I love going to those events because I get to hear hear from you. And if you have comments on the show, send me an email to ed ed at edhoffman.net. ed at edhoffman.net. And uh, if you have if you have uh, uh, comments on the show, 15 years, um, I think that's a good accomplishment. So anyway, let's talk about going back to the top 10 morons. Number six, Kamala Harris. The vice president had another bad year, because she's a bad person, and <laughs> finished 2022 with a dismal 39% approval rating, according to the LA Times poll published December 20th. Well, she might have another chance if they do it on... On, a new, on New Year's Eve, might have one more chance. 53% of Americans now say they have an unfavorable opinion of Harris. And the L- L.A. Times says whether that has anything to do with her failure as borders are is, and I quote, uncertain. Well, it might be her failure as vice president in any in any fashion, but the borders are especially. But what is certain is her tendency to confuse America with her with her witch cackle that she inherited from uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton, and uh, and laugh and word salad remarks.
3: The United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. When we talk about the children of the community, they are the children of the community. The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. You need to get to go and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. Our world is increasingly more interconnected and interdependent, which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues, to tackle these challenges and to work together as we continue to work, operating from the new norms, rules and agreements that we will convene. To work together on and ultimately though as with so many issues if congress acts um then there is a, a a uniform approach to this and so many other issues but congress needs to act we're 29 days away from the midterms um ask who you're voting for wh- where they stand on this and um and i encourage you to vote accordingly
1: you, uh... <laughs> ask who you're voting for and where they stand on this and vote accordingly. And I don't know that anybody votes accordingly with where people actually stand. I think they just, I think people in Congress just vote based on what Nancy Pelosi says.
2: I just, I just want to know who are the 39% that give her a a good approval rating. Doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Well, you know, if you watch, uh, if you watch Jesse Waters show, Mm. um, he's, he's got his, uh, you know, when Bill O'Reilly had Jesse Waters going out and doing the. And doing the interviews now. Jesse has Johnny out there, or does he have somebody new now? I think he still has Johnny. So Johnny's out there asking people questions. They go and they say, "Hey, uh, what do you think of uh, Kamala Harris?" And they go, "Oh yeah, she's she's good. She's the vice president. Okay, uh, what has she done that that you're happy about?" Uh, I don't know. And then, <laughs> and the only thing they act, the only thing anybody ever comes up with is the stuff that he, she's done wrong, and the idiot things that she says. Um, hey, but she is the first non-white female vice president. So that's why she's there. And
2: she is that. That's her only accomplishment. Um, yeah, again, another, another hire just based on her color and her sex. Uh, she's probably the most disliked person in DC. And I guess the question is Biden is senile. We all know that. Well, what's her excuse, Ed? I don't know. She's young. She's younger than us. I think. Yeah, she probably is. She's probably early fifties, I think. Um, you know, to me, it's like I, I almost want to see her president. I, I really do, because that way the presidential approval ratings will drop another 10%. And to me, it really doesn't matter whether Kamala Harris or Joe Biden is the president, because neither one of them is making any decisions. Correct. And so, I guess the question is, who is? I don't.
1: I'm you? not sure. So she's 58. She's 58. Oh, 58. OK. All right. How old are you? I'm 59. You're 59. She's OK. Behind her. She's, she's,
2: I'm, I'm 61. So she's she's way younger than me. <laughs> All right. All right, more on number five. That goes to Janet Yellen. The Secretary of the Treasury is the Chief Financial Officer of the Federal Government, Principal Economic Advisor to the President of the United States, and fifth in line to the presidency. I didn't know that myself. Uh, So you think she might know a little something about—that's scary, by the way. You think she might know a little something about concepts like inflation and recession. But time after time this year, as she droned on— in interviews and testimonies Janet Yellen showed us that she's that it's not her strong suit
5: We've had several months of high inflation that um, most economists, including me, believe will be transitory. I personally believe that um, this represents transitory factors. Are higher prices here to stay? I believe it's transitory, but I don't mean to suggest that these pressures will disappear in the next month or two. It is important that we monitor it carefully. but. Um, I believe fundamentally, you know, that this is something that will, uh, settle down. Transitory. Transitory.
2: <laughs> uh, good word. <laughs> yeah, that's a great word. She tries to sound like she knows what she's talking about, but it's obvious that she doesn't. And again, there's another hire, probably just based on the fact she's a woman, uh, you know you look you can't have a solid robust economy with dumb and evil people running things ed no you have to have somebody who's who's sharp
1: and I say I don't want to say uh she's too old because you know she's probably about Trump's age and trump Trump is razor sharp so' is Newt Gingrich sos is, so's lots of people that are that are at at that same age and they're still razor sharp and but she's not no no and you know she just she you need some you need someone who who understands the economy that can just make a decision. Hey, this is happening because of this. Well, this is the change we need to make. Instead of instead of uh, you know marching to the uh, to the Democrat Party's uh, uh, their agenda.
2: Right. Well, what are Yellen's strengths? Making things up that she has no proof of and deflecting the blame for our dismal economy.
5: I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take. There have been unanticipated. And large shocks to the economy that have boosted uh, energy and food prices and um, supply bottlenecks that have affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time didn't fully understand. When I said that inflation would be transitory. What I was not anticipating was a scenario in which we would end up contending with multiple variants of COVID that would be scrambling our economy and global supply chains. And I was not envisioning um, impacts on food and energy prices we've seen from Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So I do expect inflation to remain high, although I very much hope that it will be coming down now. Um, That's going to take skill and luck. But um, I believe it's possible. I don't think a recession is inevitable. Higher food and energy prices are um, certainly affecting consumers, but um, it's clear that most consumers, even uh, lower income households, uh, continue to have buffer stocks of savings. Uh, Russia's war on Ukraine has boosted energy and food prices, supply chain. Uh, snarls um, partly resulting from lockdowns in China are also boosting inflation. And so um, these these factors are unlikely to diminish immediately.
1: She's talking out her butt because her mouth knows better.
2: <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Americans need to have plenty of top ramen in the basements along with lots of fresh water because that way... When we hit the next recession, we'll be able to stockpile the goods that you need. So stockpile those things, Ed. Why don't you ever call me, Ed?
1: Hey, you You know you never call. You know what? Uh, Mm. You know you're using all these Jewish stereotypes. (laughs) Oh, these Jewish stereotypes, and I can tell you, from (laughs) coming from a Jewish family, they're not stereotypes. (laughs) These are real. This is this is reality. Hey, you know, your your Jewish mom gives you a, gives you a blue shirt and a green shirt for uh for for your birthday. And the next uh, the next occasion you show up wearing the, the green shirt and she says, "What's wrong? You didn't like the blue?" <laughs> it just tell her, "It's just transitory, mom." Yes, it's transitory. But that's exact that's exactly it. So, you know, they need to have they need to have someone in in that very very important position to our economy that has a clue.
2: Yes, for sure. You know, and
1: I and I've said this. Uh, I said this. i uh, I re- quoted this in my book, and I've said it on the radio that at uh, you know George W. Bush and his. Uh, I've seen him speak speak uh, live, and he says, "Hey, you know, the key to being the president is surround your people, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, mm-hmm. and listen to them." Yep. And instead, Biden said, "I don't want to. I don't want to look stupid. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put people stupider than me, and that's and that's saying something. And just surround himself with diversity." And that's why our country is where we are. Okay, so let's go on to negative uh, number four, Meghan Markle. I follow this lady a lot.
2: <laughs> I'll bet you do.
1: <sighs> not. Okay, the American-born Duchess of Sussex, and her husband—is he still a Prince or not? I'm not sure. Not sure. Okay, have been telling, have been quote telling their story for the better part of three years, when they first abandoned their royal duties and fled to Montecito, California, and yet. They want us to believe that their new Netflix series is the first time we're hearing from them.
3: It's really hard to look back on it now and go, what
1: on earth happened?
3: You hear that? That is the sound of hearts breaking all around the world.
2: She's becoming a royal rock star. Mm.
4: Everything changed. There's a hierarchy of the family. You know, there's leaking, but there's also planting of stories.
3: There was a war against Meghan to suit other people's genders.
4: It's about hatred. It's about race. It's a dirty game. The pain and suffering of women marrying into this institution, this feeding frenzy.
0: I realized they're never going to protect you.
4: I was terrified. I didn't want history to repeat itself.
3: No one knows the full truth. We know the full truth.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Meghan Markle needs to pull that chip on her shoulder uh, off. I think uh, I think the whole thing with the race, and you know, hey, people people marry into different cultures all the time, and that's just a fact of life. And it's how you handle it if if Meghan Markle had handled her uh handled her marriage with the with the dignity and the grace that like a Princess Diana or even Kate Middleton I mean I know she's not from outside the country and she's not from but you know it's it's how you handle the position It's how you get treated and uh if you walk in with a chip on your shoulder well I'm half black so I know you're going to you're not going to treat me the same amazing and I think about Katie Hopkins katie hopkins our friend uh from across the pond how she says everybody loved loved uh, harry you know he was he was kind of the red-haired stepchild that uh, when they were kids because uh william was cuter but um you know he he was in the military guy and he was cool and he partied and everybody loved him and then uh he let megan destroy him
2: pretty much i mean look megan markle is probably one of the world's wealthiest victims and to summarize her in a sentence uh, she wants all the perks of being a princess without the responsibility.
1: Exactly. Well, hey, we got uh, 10 minutes left. We got three more to go through. Yep. So why don't you uh, jump into the next one? All right. Number three, Paul Pelosi. Have a time. Go with the phone. It is said if game the you're probably are. Already-
2: From his Napa Valley DUI arrest in August to the political violence he endured in October when he was targeted by someone supposedly seeking to hurt his wife, 2022 was a big year for Mr. Nancy Pelosi. But we all know there's more to the story, and there's even a 911 dispatch tape to prove it.
1: Harvey stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. Harvey stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. He doesn't know who he is, but his name
2: is David and he's a friend. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously Ed, it's strictly speculation on our part to think that maybe there's more to this story. You know, the funny thing is the reporter that initially covered this story, he hasn't been heard from since. And that's the one, that's the guy who reported the fact that Paul Pelosi opened the door and then didn't like rush out to law enforcement. He walked back to his, his friend, David,
1: Ed. Yep. And, uh, then the police, and there was no hammering going on before they, before they got there. And of course, uh, Paul Pelosi and, uh, his, uh, I don't remember the guy's name, uh, David Dupat. Yeah. Um, they were both in their underwear. And I just said, hey, maybe it's speculation, but it just seems like uh, what were they doing there together? We'll have a
0: gay
2: Ed, that's strictly speculation on your part. And obviously, he was arrested for a DUI earlier, so this isn't the first time he's been hammered. Exactly. Not only that, I don't understand why Paul Pelosi is an alcoholic. If I was married to Nancy Pelosi, I'd be smoking crack.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, hey, maybe he just doesn't have a, a dealer for that, so he's just he's becoming alcoholic. Yep. Hey, we got two more to go. Yep. Two more to go. Number two, Sam Bankman-Fried. The fake crypto mogul, who most of us just learned about two months ago, pulled off a historic Ponzi scheme that raised billions for Democrat midterm candidates and left-leaning media organizations. And so far none of them have had to pay any money back. In the moments before FTX filed bankruptcy, the media had nothing but glowing praise for Sam Bankman-Fried. They call him the J.P. Morgan of crypto, right?
0: Yeah, the Michael Jordan of crypto, if you will. (laughs) So why should you care about a floppy-haired, vegan, fidget-spinning crypto billionaire who occasionally sleeps on a beanbag chair? During the so-called crypto winter, the 30-year-old CEO has been referred to as crypto's white knight.
4: J.P. Morgan of this generation, Sam Bankman-Fried's FTX Is he the Jay Gould of our era or is he the J.P. Morgan of our era? I think it's yet to be determined. Yet to be determined. Is he, is he Vanderbilt? He could be. Or is he Harriman? Possibly. Is he the credit mobiliar scandal? Is he Carnegie? I
1: I think he's uh a little less than what they're making him out to. Hey, and you know, it's a news that he's floppy-haired guy that sits in a beanbag chair. Hey, you know what? Uh I grew up in the uh I grew up in the in the 70s and beanbag chairs were popular back then and we sat in beanbag chairs in front of the TV and uh watched uh, uh cartoons or uh happy days or uh Partridge family. We got to watch uh, shows like that back then in beanbag chairs. So why is this news why is this news now? So, uh, SPF was, was arrested in the Bahamas on December 12th and has since been released on $250 million bond. Under the stipulation, he would surrender his passport, undergo mental health treatment, and live at his parents' house in California until his trial begins on January 3rd. Of course, what's that mean? $250 million bond. That means his, uh, his parents signed over their house. And uh, two other unnamed people, anonymous people, signed to co-sign for it. So they must be worth enough money to cover 250 million, or maybe maybe they're honorable enough because it's a 250 million dollar bond. That doesn't mean they put up 250 million. They did a bond for that, so they probably had to pay pay uh, maybe one tenth of that. Had to put that up, and some bonding company put it up. Uh, in in uh, in exchange for a big uh, a big fee. Earlier this month, he was he was hiding out in his Bahamian mansion. SBF did a remote interview with CNBC's Andrew Sorkin at the New York Times Deal Book Summit, where he seemed unfazed about the idea of being prosecuted or serving time.
2: How concerned are you about criminal liability at this point?
5: So I don't think that I mean obviously I don't I don't personally think that I have. It uh, sounds weird to say, but but it, I think the real answer is that's not what I'm. Focusing on,
2: I mean, look, I, I've had
5: a bad month. Um, this is not been a fun month for me, but that's not what matters here.
2: And if you stole property and gave it to me and you were busted, does that mean I can, can I keep the property? Uh,
1: well, you're a Republican, so no.
2: Okay. All right. Just checking. Just checking.
1: So, and, but, and, but, you know, here's, here's the thing is he lured people to invest their money to invest in crypto. And then he took the money and funded it and used it to fund uh, the Democrat party and a lot of Democrat candidates sounds to and of course, a $40 million mansion in the Bahamas uh, sound. It's kind of similar to the people at black lives matter. Hey, you're putting, you're, you're donating to a, a cause that you think is uh, going to end racism and it's all funneling right through the Democrat party. And then of course the, 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 the person who runs it, she bought a, few few big pieces of property as well
2: yep <clears throat> probably the biggest scam in world history ed yep so that made him uh moron number two that's right and now for the biggest moron of 2022 drum roll please and that title goes to liz cheney It's been quite a year for the former second daughter. Uh, 2022 started out strong, at least in her eyes anyways, as she was one of two Republicans selected to join the January 6th committee. Those hearings gave her plenty of moments in the spotlight, but they came at a price as she lost her bid for a third term in Congress this midterm. Cheney obviously saw this coming. In November of last year, the Wyoming GOP voted to no longer recognize her as a member of the party, but she eagerly joined the January 6th committee anyways. And in August, she paid for it by losing the Wyoming primary to Trump-backed Harriet Hagman. Despite all this, Liz Cheney may be considering, wait for it,
3: running for president. Are you thinking about running for president? It, uh, that's a decision that I'm going to make in the in the coming months, Savannah. I'm not going to make any announcements here this morning, but uh, but it is something that I uh, I'm thinking about. I will be doing whatever it takes to keep Donald Trump out of the Oval Office. The country has got to have a Republican Party that's actually based on substance, based on principles. Look, I think the Republican Party today um, is is uh, in very bad shape.
2: Yeah, because of people like you. Yeah, I,
1: I'm. You know, they want to keep Trump out of the out of the office because they want someone. Uh, They want someone who's based on substance and principles. That's what everybody loved about Trump is, hey, he's based on America first principles. Let's do what's right. Let's treat the American taxpayer fund like it's like it's his own. And don't don't pilfer it. Don't let don't let people just just extort money out of the tax fund and stand up for what's right.
2: Pretty much, yeah. And there's nobody I have more contempt for than Liz Cheney. At least with the Democrats, I kind of know where they stand. You know, look, I know you're a communist. I know you're an anarchist. uh, You support pedophilia. uh, But with Liz Cheney masquerading herself as a Republican and doing the opposite of what we elected her to do, I mean, her defeat may have been one of the biggest blowouts in American history, Ed. Yeah, and
1: uh, I saw saw a... uh, um, A video of Trump responding to the January 6th committee Hmm. uh, this morning, actually, on Twitter. And I remember who posted it, but uh, talking about all the all the BS they put in the uh, in the January 6th committee that led to them um, saying that uh, he should be he should be charged. And of course, um, more on number nine, Merrick Garland is going to have that in his hands as to what to do with it. And it's a, uh, it's pretty disgusting. It's pretty disgusting. And I think eight out of the 10 morons were all people that are in leadership positions in our government, which is pretty, uh, pretty disgusting.
2: Well, probably one of the bright spots of 2022 is that this lady's political career is over.
1: Uh, She's yeah. Done. Yeah. But we'll, I'm sure we won't, I'm sure we'll be hearing from her again. Hey, anyway, we're all out of time for uh, this episode of the main event. So Scott, thanks for joining me. Ed, always a pleasure. And, uh, everybody, uh, thanks for, uh, 15 years on the radio uh, thanks for uh, for sticking with me all this time and for all your uh, all your business and all your uh, uh, kind comments um, enjoy New Year's New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and uh, let's look forward to a successful prosperous 2023 and I say my name's Ed Hoffman thanks for listening to the main event and I'll be back again with you next week